Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My good friend Joe Warmington joins us now from the Toronto Sun, feature writer and reporter. Major demonstrations, pro-Israel and pro-Hamas, Palestinian set for Toronto this weekend. Uh, Joe wrote a story, a feature story, the other day about... Um, Toronto mayoral candidate, I think it was yesterday, who was arrested after she tore down a poster of a Hamas kidnap victim, and that resulted in an altercation with a, with a resident, and uh, the former mayoral candidate was arrested for, for that, not for tearing down the poster, but for the altercation. Joe, how are you? I'm uh, doing okay. It was, uh, you know, it's a very difficult period of time, as you well know, and in your interview with the ambassador was you know, very informative and, and very important, uh, in, even in the lead-up to what you just said. I mean, he, he indicated that a lot of people don't really realize exactly what they're protesting for. I, I don't know if that's true. I think many people do realize it, but, but it is a good point. that People need to be reminded that, you know, let's not forget what happened October 7th. As you said, uh, you can't just gloss it over, and many people are trying to do that. In the case of Lena Chan, uh, she's a mayoral candidate in 2014 here in Toronto, a photographer, a well-liked person. Uh, she was one of the people, and she says this herself, that was ripping down the hostage posters uh, that were all over downtown Toronto. And someone took offense to it, and you know they ended up getting into taping each other and all that kind of stuff with the phones. And a phone got knocked out of a hand, and before you know it, the police are there, and, and, and you've got you know basically the first that I know of the police are considering it a hate-motivated crime, anti-Semitic hate-motivated crime, and, and Selena Chan is now before the courts. And so just like that, uh, you can end up in trouble. And, you know, obviously there was many other things this week. I mean, from the restaurant boycott uh, call from, you know, the uh, pro-Palestinian protesters that were sort of heckling people in the restaurant, the Jewish-owned restaurant, and other things like that. So it's, a, it's, it's not the Toronto we're used to, Roy, or the, or the Canada we're used to. Obviously, we're seeing what's happening in London and Paris and places like that. It's not as big here, but it's still happening. You know, Joe, when I first started seeing the posters of the kidnap uh, victims, the hostages being torn down, my first thought was the tribute fence at St. Paul's Chapel in New York City, across from where the um, World Trade Center building stood. And that uh, fence around that chapel. And I understand it's still the same today as it was when I was there, the year after on the first anniversary, when I anchored a broadcast for Globe, for Chorus Radio, for the full network from New York City. The tributes are still there, hundreds, thousands of tributes. It would be like going to that tribute fence and tearing those tributes down. And the one I never will forget is a small cardboard sign, little piece of cardboard with a child's writing on it, and it simply read, I love you, Daddy. If you would tear that down, then you need to have a very serious conversation with yourself. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's an excellent point. I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but that's a, a very, very good point. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of the things that are being said that, you know, are what I consider to be anti-Semitic, I don't think the line is, I think the line is being crossed, you know, over in a very big way. But you couldn't say the same things about any other race or, you know, religion or what have you at this time. But it seems to be open season on Israel. I think that's my biggest surprise, Roy, is that 
you know, and I know it's loud and I understand why the, the propaganda campaign's going on. I get it. Uh, but there, there's not an equivalent here. What happened on October 7th is what we're dealing with. It's what Israel has uh, said, the Prime Minister uh, today, and the leaders there had a news conference about it. Your guest, the ambassador, talked about it. It's about ridding the, uh, in this case, Gaza, and I think, you know, some elements of other parts of the area, including the, the West Bank, but particularly Gaza, of the uh, Hamas terror group. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be difficult. It's necessary. It, it has to happen after what happened on October 7th. And everybody knows that, and that's why you've got people out in the streets. They're talking about, you know, obviously some of it's you know, well-intentioned but because we're all concerned about anybody that gets in harm's way with this. But, you know, they're also trying to mitigate it, stop it, slow it down. And at the end of the day, Hamas has got to go, and I don't know what kind of fight they'll put up. It won't be pretty, though, I don't think. Well, I think the ambassador, Joe, was particularly diplomatic when it came to the Canadian government, and they haven't done everything incorrectly. But when it comes to the prime minister and the foreign affairs minister, they've been nowhere near as vocal and as um, outspoken as they should be in their support for Israel, in their condemnation of the terrorists, and in their condemnation of what's been happening with the posters of the hostages. It's just been too quiet. No, I, I think you're right, and I think that's fed into why, you know, a lot of these people feel emboldened to, to say all these things, to say, well, Israel did this, and that happened before, because we're not getting any clarity out of the Prime Minister. Uh, you know, he's doing what he has to do to support the overall picture, but I think that it would really help if, you know, the leaders, all the world leaders, and all the protesters were to say, we're in this together, the terrorists are the problem. They went, and they did, you know, it was the largest and biggest amount of Jewish people killed in one day since Holocaust. It was Israel's biggest ever, uh, you know, terror attack. And, you know, obviously we've got, as you said, there's Canadians still involved. We've lost, I think it's eight Canadians in total. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a barbaric and, and horrific act. October 7th will go down as one of those dates in history. And uh, that's where we're at. I think Israel's tried to get that message out. It's very hard to get through to people that just hate Israel, hate Jewish people. And there's a lot more of that than I thought there was. Joe, you cover the streets of Toronto, the people of Toronto, the activities on the streets and with the people of Toronto on a daily basis. So there are major demonstrations this weekend, both today and tomorrow, which will pit supporters of Hamas slash uh, Gaza slash Palestinian causes against Jewish supporters and supporters of Israel. What are you expecting? Well, I mean, you know, I am a little nervous about it because of the things we've talked about and, you know, the fact that the fever is getting higher and the fact that Israel is now, you know, moving within the, the you know, the Gaza City area, different places that they've uh, gone into to kind of clear things out. And the, and the sort of the resolve and the amount of support that seems to be for Hamas. So I, I think anything is possible. I think that the Toronto police and the Peel police, Durham police, are all really doing a good job because it's very difficult for them, as you know. Um, and they try to be as neutral as they can. You know, we have uh, freedom of protest in Canada. And, and so, you know, as long as it stays lawful, uh, there'll be no problem. But you'll see some people crossing the line. I mean, you mentioned that, uh, you know, alleged, uh, allegedly crossing the line with the mayoral candidate. But there was also the woman that worked for CTV who was at a protest and said some things about, you know, 
Jews can stay, but, you know, uh, the Zionist uh, ideology has to go and Israel has to go. Things like that are ramping it up. And, you know, again, because the narrative is not set on that, look, at the terrorists that committed this, you know, these atrocities on that day are the issue. They are going to be, uh, you know, uh, held to account and taken out of there. And that's the focus. A lot of people want to light a match, Roy, and get a world war going or certainly, you know, keep that conflict, the long, you know, ongoing conflict between Israel and Palestine and try to light the matches over there. And that's unfortunate. But I think you could see it. And I am nervous about it. And I, I do commend the police, though, for keeping it calm as they can. Yeah, it makes me nervous, too. And police have a very difficult job to do, a very delicate job to do, but they will do it properly. Now, you wrote a piece about a Toronto councillor, city councillor, who was urging the Toronto District School Board uh, parents to stop their kids from protesting against Israel. How's that going? Well, it didn't it didn't work. I think he, you know, was James Pasternak. was a Jewish counselor on Toronto, and so it's, you know, obviously he's a very good counselor, long time, but it hits home for him. I, I From what I've been told, you know, he knows people that have been involved in this kind of thing, so so it's uh, very personal for him. But he has been consistent, along with Councillor Brad Bradford, throughout a lot of the protests, when they talk about glory to the martyrs, which we have one of those in Mississauga tonight, uh, you know, you're, when you're talking glory to the martyrs, these are the martyrs that came over on these, uh, whatever they were, those weird flying things. Paragliders. Paragliders. And, and, you know, the beheaded babies and all the things that we don't want to go over again. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's no glory for them. They're, they're nothing but savages. And so when you start using that kind of uh, verbiage to uh, promote something, that's a problem. So that's why James Pasternak is saying that when you get involved with the kids, the school board and the uh, minister of education, Stephen Lecce, they should have said, "No, you're not. You're not having that. Yeah, yeah. Have a right to protest on, you know, after school on your own time, but during school hours and on school property. You're in school, and if you if you leave school, everybody should have been whether it's suspended or or some some sort of action, detention after school or something. But they should have at least made it clear, and that would have taken the numbers, Roy, from 500 down to the. 25 or so that it means a lot to. Uh, it was very disheartening to see that. It was disheartening to see ETC buses uh, honking. Now, they're claiming that they were honking this sort of, you know, kind of more of a safety thing for the students. But Jack Boland, uh, you know, he's got it on his video. You can hear how the honking is. It's, it sounds a little bit more like it's in support. Again, I can't prove that, but it sure doesn't look good. Um, but, yeah, it, it shouldn't have happened. The, the kids need to be left out of this. They need to be focusing on their education. And when you see that in the signs that were there, uh, it was all anti-Semitic, anti-Israel. It was really gross. And, uh, you know, I do blame the uh, school board for that. Joe, uh, how do you go about covering this particular issue? How do you do it? And is there anything comparable you've covered and written about previously? No, I, I, I haven't covered anything. I, you know, I've been to Israel and I've covered the conflict, but... You know, um, not. I haven't seen anything on our own soil like this. I mean, I think the G20, a little bit of the Freedom Convoy are things that we can kind of lean on as things that give us some experience. But, you know, I, I am having a difficult time because, you know, I just feel that, you know, that this is all something that should be, everybody should be together on. And that it should be something to deal with the terrorists like we did with ISIS and like we did 
for 9-11, which I also covered and, and you covered so well, you know, it was clear who the bad guy was. And that, you know, and that hasn't happened this time. People have got behind this group because of the anti-Semitism, which is far larger than I ever thought. And that's given me pause. I mean, I obviously have lots of, uh, you know, connections to to Jewish friends and, and colleagues and, and peers and, and, and the like, and, and they're hurting. And, you know, that hurt rubs off. Now, on the other side of it, you know, I really do feel that most of this is anti-Israel uh, sentiment, most of it. And, you know, there's people that are connected to the Palestinian conflict. And they have, you know, I've talked to many of them, and some of them have legitimate, obviously, fears and worries of they don't want to see their loved ones or what have you, that kind of thing. But a large majority of the Muslim Canadian community, which is, you know, vast here in the GTA, are staying out of this. They're sitting out of it. Now, they're not commenting either way. You'll notice that these rallies are not that big in Canada. You know, they're, they're loud and they get, they're, they're plentiful, but they're not like what you're seeing over in Europe and things like that. So I think a lot of people realize this is a great country here. They know what happened was wrong. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm really buoyed up by that because, you know, I understand the emotion of it, but I'd like to see no one get hurt. I really, really am worried about that, and I don't want it to happen. Yeah, the anti-Semitism issue in Canada is a really serious one because it's been growing for some considerable period of time, and it's been emboldened by the lack of response, particularly, I believe, by this current federal government. Mr. Trudeau has been immediate to step up if he's perceived any other insult or violation. But when it came to Israel and when it came to when it comes to anti-Semitism, I just haven't heard enough from the Prime oh, Minister of Canada. And that's that's absolutely essential. You can't have Jewish Canadians afraid in their homes and the kids afraid in their schools. You can't have that. You can't have Jewish businesses afraid to operate, Joe. As you saw. I mean, you were there. You saw it. And also, there's no uh, there's no equal between Israel and Hamas. There just isn't. Israel's our friend, and you know, is our diplomatic friend. And Hamas is a terror group that's on the list. And so, you know, the, the, the try to straddle the line as so many are trying to do, even in the media. There is no line. It's Israel is the good guy in this, and the bad guy is the terrorist. And it's like, yeah, but what about this? What about that? Well, I remember to your point about the prime minister a few years ago, and I actually ran out to the school when the young 11-year-old uh, girl said that she had been attacked and there had been someone that had cut the scissors for hijab. And before we even got out to cover it, the TDSB held a news conference with her. I mean, you imagine that. The prime minister and the premier at the time, Kathleen Wynne here in Ontario, and other leaders had already condemned it, and they talked about how racist Canada is. And, of course, that story was fabricated. It was made up. It was, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it kind of all unraveled right there before our eyes. I mean, you could tell that the young lady was lying. I don't know whether she was encouraged to do this or whether she was trying to impress somebody. I don't know. But the point you made is that when this thing happened with the hospital, uh, they were on top of that right away. <laughs> Israel, they didn't say Israel, the prime minister, in fairness. Prime Minister did not say Israel, but then he Might waited. Well have. He, uh, that's the way. That's the way many people feel, and of course, he waited so long. I mean, everybody, including the United States, understood very quickly that that was a Hamas rocket that had gone near that hospital, and you know, he just let it sit, stay out there for a long time. And I, I don't think that's leadership. 
I don't know what he's afraid of, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, Israel is the ally of Canada, not Hamas. Um, I'm almost hesitant to ask you this question because I don't like it when I'm asked. But what's the reaction and response you're getting to your coverage? Sometimes I get a response and reaction to what I say or what I cover, Joe. And if I read those reactions on the air, people would say, good God, good Lord. Because not everything is nice, even balanced and well thought out. What kind of reaction are you getting? Do you mind my asking that? No, I don't. I don't mind. I mean, it, it, it's it's okay. I mean, there there are people that don't like it, and there are some you know people that get kind of uh, aggressive and, and rude and things like that. And and you do get threats in this business when you're in public life, and you know that we don't like to talk about it, but it does happen. Um, but you know, it's nothing compared to what the people are are going through in the region. And we always remember that that we're not the story. We we comment on it. We report it. But, it, you know, it does make it tough. You know what re- makes it really tough is when you go out to these protests, we've got this Antifa group, Antifa-style group. It may be Antifa or people that are kind of affiliated with the Communist Party. And they set up a perimeter with their bikes and different things, and they, they're almost like protecting the protesters. I'm talking about the ones that are with the Palestinian flags and with the Taliban flags and things like that. And so if you go to try to cover and do your job, you know, they'll... they'll Get in your way, whether you're independent media. We've seen that with, uh, you know, Kareem Assad and, and the different people like DC media, the, the ones right. that are out there at every protest. And the mainstream media is having a hard time, too, because they, they get in your face and they don't let you cover it. And in Canada, I'm allowed to go cover that. Yeah. I'm Joe, to- I'm, 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 I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop you. I asked you the last question I shouldn't have because I didn't have the time. But thank you so much for the answer. And thanks for joining us today and what you do. Oh, thank you, Roy. Great coverage and prayers for everybody uh, in Israel and in Gaza. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 